Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 19, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Right out of the chute, we're going to look at what's jumping off the page on the daily chart and go from there. The first thing I notice is they're continuing with follow-through. They finished on the highs. That's bullish behavior. My first inclination is to look, where are they going? What's the next spot above current price, above the closing price today, where there should be, under normal garden variety conditions, overhead resistance? And I look at the daily chart, and I look at a breakdown candle. I find the high, 451.49. We're going to call it 450.50 for argument's sake. That's the number. That's the next spot of overhead resistance. Let's go on. What's the next spot above that? Well, the next candle, you have a pivot high, 452.57. And then you have the all-time high at 454.05. Those are your next three major areas of overhead resistance. Write those down. Put them on a sticky note. Does that mean they're going to shoot right up there at the opening bell tomorrow? No, it doesn't. They can. They can gap over one of them and go to another one. Anything goes around the opening bell. We're going to save that stuff for inside the number members first thing in the morning at zero dark 30. Let's talk about the flip side. We have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. The flip side is the gap left open from yesterday's close that was not filled today. So therefore, above that number, above yesterday's closing price, that whole scenario with the upside, with the resistance areas, those numbers are on the table. Let's talk about some other numbers that were on the table today. They're on the table, period. What are they? Why are they important? Let's talk fat numbers, round numbers. Let's talk 450, and we're also going to talk 4,500 in the ES contract. There's 450. I talk about these big fat round numbers all the time. What we say is, A, the market is magnetic to those numbers. Once price gets close, they're going to be drawn in, whether they're above or below. Either way, they're important numbers from a psychological perspective, which creates the scenario over time where they become important numbers from a technical perspective because they're important from a psychological perspective. What does that mean? He sounds bonkers. Let me explain. If those numbers are magnetic and price is drawn into them, price is going to spend quite a bit of time around those numbers. They're going to be drawn to them. They're going to be rejected. They're going to be drawn to them, and they're going to hang out for a while. So in either way or in either circumstance, it creates the technical breeding ground why price hangs out there. Therefore, once price comes back there again, it's going to be important, therefore, technical and psychological. Not always at the same time, one follows the other. Guess which one. Here's a five-minute chart. We don't need the vertical today, where the price is for the majority of the day is around 450. That's today's activity. And therein lies what I'm referring to. Price is drawn to 450. They go slightly above. They come back to run a test of it. They drop slightly below. They go back above. They come back for another test at the end of the day, and then they go higher into the end of the day. 
Now, we don't know that they're going to go higher or lower into the end of the day, but what we do know is that price is going to be drawn to and stay around 450 in a light volume, dull tape, where there's no conviction, and that essentially was the target today, 450. It was unlikely they were going to get very far away from there unless they were going to go one place. That one place is 451.50. Now, here is the 24-hour clock tape, and guess what? The high, not quite 451.50, but they still pushing higher after hours, 451.08 thus far. They want to get to the breakdown candle high. How they do it, when exactly they do it, is its own phenomenon. Here's the ES contract, 4,500. That's an important number, just like SPY 450 is, but they're not the same. When one is at one, a different one or the other one is at a different number. Here's the ES five-minute chart, pit session only. 4,500, it's a target. They spend some time there. They bust through. They come back to run a test, come up short. That's interesting. The low here is 4,550. That's bullish. They never hit the number, and then they took off in the northern direction. So you see what happens is 4,500 is important, and while that's important, where is the SPY contract? Well, it's around 449. 50, 449, 40, 449, 60 at the time. That's the spread at present. Remember the picture of the ES? Now we're on the SPY. This area here where the ES ran up to 4,500, what's that? 449, 50, 449, 60, 65, 69, 70, in that neighborhood. Now let's talk about numbers again from a different perspective. We're talking about 450, we're talking about 4,500. Now they're at, and this is the aftermarket session, 451.12. We're looking at it now from a perspective of what's the destination? So this is the way I look at it. If 450 was a destination, they would have run up to the destination, maybe spiked it through, maybe come up short, and they would have traded away. They would have been rejected if that was the ultimate or at least interim destination on this push from the recent lows a week ago. They hung around, they were above it, they're below it, they're pushing above it now in the aftermarket session. They're at 451 and change. They really want to get to, in my opinion, 451.50. 450 was not the destination. Was 451.50 the destination? We won't find that out till tomorrow, but we're just talking common sense, logic, when something runs up quickly to a place or down to a place and immediately has a reaction in the other direction, we could say that we know that that place was the destination. They were rejected or they had a bounce, meaning it was support. That's the market's way of showing us that that price was important. Guess what? 450 is important, but it's not as important as if price was rejected from 450. We're still looking higher. Here's a 120 chart, just something off the beaten track, something I notice. We have a similar thing going on. It's kind of a symmetrical pattern-like thing going on. So you have a gap up, and you have a big breakup candle, and they creep higher. And then you have a gap up, and you don't have a big breakup candle till later, but you have one, and they creep higher. You have a gap up, 
which is a breakup candle, and they creep higher. So we don't know exactly when this pattern will be broken. It will be broken. Could it happen one more time, two more times? We don't know. It's just interesting to note. So for example, if we have a big gap up again tomorrow and they start to creep higher, you say, well, this thing is still intact. And now we're going to look to a higher destination because we have a symmetrical pattern intact from a different chart. It's an awareness thing. It's food for thought. We're not trading from this information. We use this information in the big bucket full of information that helps us put the puzzle pieces together to create the picture. That's the way this works. By the way, remind me to get back to a conspiracy theory or a potential conspiracy theory of sorts after we review inside the numbers. Speaking of, let's run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We're always going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're an open book system. It's Turnaround Tuesday. It really wasn't a Turnaround Tuesday. We had Follow Through Tuesday. At zero dark 30, they're working on the next big fat magnetic round number ES4500. It's kind of the writing was on the wall. Markets continue up. Let's get down to the numbers. We've got SPY450 from a psychological perspective. From a technical perspective, it's sandwiched in between 449 and 451, which are important figures. Above 449, the door is open for blah, 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 451 and change. 449.50 is the SPY equivalent of 4,500. It's a give or take. They're magnetic. You need patience when the market's in floating chop shop formation. Yesterday, we were fortunate enough to get a few trades right out of the gate. I was also alerted to one more that worked later in the day that I didn't even notice. So we'll scroll up. We'll see what else we have on the board. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. The reason is because we know what was on the board. On the board was they were hanging around those numbers. That's what you're going to see here. You're also going to see if they start to go higher, where are they going? 451 to 451.50. You saw what happened after the closing bell. So guess what? At 9.40 in the morning or before, we're already flagging what the upside or resistance type destination is they just didn't get there during the market hours they ate a lot of time off the clock today 449.50 again that was support for the most part and we know why we talked about it 10 times already we'll keep going pause the video read the notes go back to the charts you're going to see the same numbers repeat 449.50 450 yada 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 451 over and over and over again that's what the market was doing today that was on the docket. Midday, no change. They're in floater type shop shop formation. The duck says higher. We just don't know when and how. 451.50 is the target. Could be higher, but we take one target at a time. They get above a target, then we have another target. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, double check the work. Somewhere in there, you'll also see where if they dropped in the afternoon right here, there was a support area. They never did that. So it was basically a floater that takes the trading opportunities off the board in the S&P 500. That's just the way it is. Here's stocks on the move. And by the way, back to the S&P. Sometimes you can just hop on board. And if you're successful hopping on board, that's fine. Good for you for hopping on board and being successful hopping on board. 
Anytime I've ever chased the market, it's resulted in a bad decision. So I'm not a hop on board kind of guy. There are places, there are spots, there are times when I'll buy a support area, even if the market is relatively flat, figuring it's building energy to move higher. That's different than FOMO, fear of missing out on 5 or 10 or 15 S&P handles. That's fine. If I miss it, I miss it. I'm not going to chase it. Out of the list of stocks today, we had two that hit their entry targets. We'll take a look at those charts. Three did not. Earnings season will heat up from this point forward. I'm expecting more on the board tomorrow. CL and PG are the ones we're going to look at today. The first one we'll look at is PG. This is not an official trade, and the reason is they opened below 139.40. Now, I know some traders will buy it if it opens below, figuring on a snapback. However, I'm figuring if it opens below, it opens the door for the next number. doesn't always work that way, and they don't always snap back. But here's the reason I do it this way. That's my rule, and here's the reason. Because if I eliminate the ones I know that if they open below, then they're susceptible to go to the next number, and I just say, okay, I'm only going to trade the next number. I take the possibility of buying, hoping for a snapback and it not happening, off the table, reducing my potential losses against the winners, keeping my percentages where they are. Would I have bought the second number on Procter & Gamble? Absolutely. Did it get there? No, it didn't. It's off the board. I didn't take the trade. Second one, Colgate Palmolive, CL. They did come into the number, 74.35. Took a while. They never really did the quick base hit. They did the long-term, all-day sucker type base hit. Either way, the numbers work. It just wasn't a sexy type of trade. Some days are better than others. We take what Mrs. Market provides. All right, before we move on to the other markets, I'm glad you're reminding me to go back to the conspiracy theory. Here it is. So here's the way the market works. The market sniffs out stuff, whether it's on the downside or the upside. All of a sudden, a market will start going down, or a stock will start going down, or it'll start going up. And then all of a sudden, some piece of news follows, and it almost appeared like there was a package of people that knew about it, or traders, or investors, or mutual funds were buying, or dumping it, or whatever it was, ahead of the actual news. Now, whether that's the case or not, nobody ever really knows for sure, unless somebody's brought up on charges for insider trading. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about how the market sniffs stuff out. People know stuff, traders know stuff, investors know stuff, they feel stuff, they hear stuff, whatever it is. What am I getting at? Well, here's what I'm getting at. Is the market sniffing something out right now, or is this a dead cat bounce? Well, maybe it's sniffing something out. Remember, let's not lose sight of this, okay? This is a trend line. The trend line was broken. Why is that important? Because technically speaking, and I'm sure you've seen this all over the interwebs by now, but this is a bona fide inverse head and shoulders pattern that has an upside target that is at new highs. So what's the market sniffing out? What's going to take the market up to new highs, beyond the former highs? What's going to create a possible melt-up scenario? Now, we never really had a melt-up scenario yet. It's still on the table. We don't know if we'll ever have one again. But melt-up scenarios are when the market just relentlessly goes up all day. 
two days, three days, and it just goes beyond what anybody can imagine in a very short period of time, and it's generally a short squeeze, FOMO, panic buying, it's all of the above on steroids. Again, what is he getting at? Is the market sniffing out a deal in Congress for one of these ridiculous trillion or multi-trillion dollar packages that's going to have money sloshing all over the place? Remember, first they have to print it and borrow it before it gets sloshed around. That's a different story for a different video. But is the market sniffing out something coming out of Congress? Did someone's aide in some House of Representatives office or some senator's office run into somebody at a bar and start spilling the beans on what they thought might be brewing behind the scenes? It's possible. It happens. They don't know who they were talking to or who might have a brother at Goldman Sachs who probably already knew the information. Either way, don't think that that stuff doesn't happen Everything morphs from somewhere. Smaller time frames to larger time frames. Two people at a bar to a whole hell of a lot more people 24 hours later. Obviously, I made up that story at a whole cloth, but the concept is, is the market sniffing out something? Are you willing to short a double top, or are they going to bust through, have a short squeeze, and keep going? It's an awareness. We'll see what happens. Put it on a sticky note on the side. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Any change? No change. Up four-tenths of one percent, no big deal, one way or the other. I still stand by. I think this reversal candle is more of a fake-out type of reversal candle rather than a more meaningful reversal candle. Why is that? Well, now, two days removed, because the market didn't really reverse. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Anything doing over here? Not really. It was a rather quiet day, but we've had a lot of days since the recent lows where the transports have been up, some bigger than others, but there have only been a couple of red days in between. The transports are back in bull mode. My target was 15375 They've come close two days in a row. Maybe they'll go higher, but it's close enough to say... That was pretty much right on. By the way, I still think they'll get there without a shadow of a doubt. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Same routine, follow through. They're in bull mode above all moving averages. The trend is your friend until she drops you on your butt. 377.50 to 378 is where they're headed unless it's higher. And remember this, all these markets, Qs, IWM, S&P, Well, some are closer than others. Forget the IWM for now. But the Qs, the Dow, the S&P, when these markets get close to their all-time highs, they act as important numbers. They're magnetic. You want to see them challenge the highs. It's going to draw price in. That concept, the technical slash psychological phenomenon, is going to draw price either close to or above when they start getting closer into the all-time high. That's the way it works. We've got some new highs once again in the financials using the XLF. Anything wrong with the XLF at these new highs? Absolutely not. If the financials aren't going to fall apart, neither is the overall market. And Smash Mouth, remember down here, they were into the abyss, the rubber band. If they snapped, we had some numbers. Otherwise, they were going to snap back, and here they are. Where are they going? 
they're going to this gap first, and if they get above, we'll have other numbers, namely 273 and a quarter. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. It's everything I wanted to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.